Welcome back to the pod, guys. How are you? How have you been? I know I haven't been on here in a hot sack like two weeks, but I've been super active and I've been interviewed on multiple other podcasts, which is very exciting. I'm going to leave those links in the description because I'm so excited and proud of those episodes. Um, Side note, but now that I'm here with you, hi, how are you? I have missed being here um, and I'm so excited to be sitting down today and talking about what I'm talking about because I'm just going to like jump right in and cut this intro short because this is such a relevant topic for me to discuss today only because it's very rare for me to actually feel film a podcast episode as I'm experiencing something and this my friends is something I am experiencing real time and we're really going through the motions so today I wanted to talk about something that I've never talked about before on the podcast and that is filling up your own cup and going through the very difficult healing journey I think a great place to start this episode and also very relevant because I'm sitting here with like a little cup of coffee right now is really explaining what exactly I mean by filling your cup. And what I mean is imagine that you have a cup of water with you and that as a person 24-7 you are always thirsty meaning you always need to have at least some amount of water to sustain you long enough so that you can survive. Now, I obviously mean cup in a more metaphorical sense. And I think when we talk about filling our cup in terms of life, um, energy is a really good way to think about it, right? Things in life can be energy givers or energy takers. For instance, maybe you really enjoy dancing. And so every single time you go for a dance class, you have this boost of energy and adrenaline. And you're like, oh my God, that was amazing. I feel like a new person energy taker would be things that really not just take away from the essence of you but cause a lot of effort in a in a direction that you don't really enjoy putting in effort for instance um if you are studying a class at college that you don't really like but you know you have to take because it's like a prereq or something energy taker um if you're in a job that you don't really enjoy energy taker point is Everything in life is going to be an energy giver or a taker. But like most things in life, you need to have both of these things in balance because balance is essentially key, right? To making sure that we're living a healthy, happy, sustained life. Now, when you talk about energy in terms of your cup being empty, think about you having a cup of energy, right? Which is kind of like this cup of water that you're walking through life with. Um, And when you pour out too much of that cup or you give out too much of that energy, you don't have a lot left for yourself, which is exactly what I mean by your cup feeling empty. A lot of times this phase, for me at least, feels like I'm drained. I feel like I don't enjoy the things I usually enjoy. I feel like everything takes so much effort and power that I just feel like I don't have in that moment. And so when I say my cup is empty, um, what I'm trying to communicate is I really have a low level of energy to go through life in this moment. Now, don't get me wrong. It's very easy to feel like tired after a long day um, and continuously keep feeling that sense of like exhaustion, right? Like that is something that's a very common experience. But I think filling your cup or having an empty cup is very different than just being rooted in energy for others or like 
external energy like the energy to do things i also think it means it has a lot to do with like the internal energy that you refocus to yourself what i mean by that is usually when my cup is empty um it's not just that i don't feel like going out or i don't feel like socializing or i don't feel like putting an effort to do things it's also that the things that i would enjoy that were just for myself too are exhausting the thing i've realized about me having my cup low there's two sides to it okay and one side to it is that i feel like i give too much to the point where i don't have enough for myself whether that's at my job whether that's in relationships to parents to friends to people whatever it is i will give too much of my energy to other things to a point where i won't have enough left for myself and so i feel drained then to the point where things i usually love i don't anymore but the second side of it is also that i become really bad at receiving so the love that i'm getting the friendship that i'm getting usually i can't recognize it or the joy i'm getting i can't see it um and i become really bad at also receiving in a sense that my walls go up i self isolate um and i tend to shut things or people out i was in a space where i was not the best at receiving any sort of energy that people were giving me because even if it was good vibes and good energy that they were sending my way i just wasn't able to recognize that okay so now we know that your cup is low you know that it's empty we know that you lack energy to do things why does this happen i love talking about the why because the more you figure out triggers and why something happens the more you're likely to fix it so the first thing i want to talk to you about in terms of having an empty cup is the type of goals you're setting. And I think this is really important because as someone who's really type A and pragmatic and loves to-do lists, <laughs> I think that realizing this one thing really changed the way I was looking at a lot of life and my energy. But let's talk about goals for a second. You have two kinds of goals. You have telic goals and then you have atelic goals. Telic goals are in like the simplest easiest terms are goals that you kind of culminate your entire life to like they're very big defining goals like i want this promotion i want to move to the city i want this job um those are telic goals like big goals that you keep for yourself throughout your life like milestones almost atelic goals are a little less structured and more consistent they may not be big fancy goals but they're still like goal are goals that don't necessarily have like an end point or like a end date um in a sense that you're never going going to reach this goal quote unquote and be like oh wow now i have achieved this goal it's done and so these could be goals like just deciding that you want to spend more time reading or walking or spend more time with your family um but here's the thing about these goals right i look at goals as meaning making a lot of times you set goals for yourself and those are intentions that you set for your life essentially to say this is the meaning i want to make from life this is where i get my source of validation stability security etc from the thing with telic goals is that it's more often than not dependent on external sources to receive that sense of validation and security right for instance i'll be happy when i move to this big city i'll be happy when i get this job when this university accepts me whatever that is that is a telic goal that you spend your entire life towards very valid in its own right but again you need to realize that that source of the meaning making that you're getting is more external whereas with atelic goals which are things that are not necessarily as black and white um 
there's still things that you regard as sources of like happiness and contentment in your life it's just less structured so maybe like i said reading more walking more spending time with family that can be a goal that you have but it isn't necessarily rooted in external validation now i mentioned goal setting under your cup being empty because i think that in a lot of ways we've been conditioned since childhood to set hefty telic goals and not enough atelic goals um and in doing so we give so much of our energy to receiving these like to achieving these like big monumentous goals um that once that's done you crash for instance one of my biggest goals and like telic goals i i think was like moving to new york city and having a like a corporate job in the city right and this was a goal for so long for me that i spent 23 years of my life putting energy towards getting that goal but the second i achieved that goal i realized that i hadn't really planned for after right i was like I, there was obviously that moment of euphoria where i recognized this goal being achieved but after that i didn't know what came and so i crashed because i hadn't structured my life post then and i realized because so much of my that so much of my validation came from having that goal of moving to new york city and having that job like so much of my identity almost became that telic goal that i didn't really know how to restructure my mindset in life after i achieved it so that was really telling i also think that we don't set enough atelic goals because they aren't necessarily goals that are quote unquote like um celebrated by society like nobody's going to give you five stars for like reading every night do you know what i mean like that has to be a very internal shift or like if you set a goal to meditate every morning or start journaling more those aren't kind of things that will be measured as as success extrinsically it's more internal work that you do and so i think that we give so much of our energy to one moment in our life that culminates in something that once we're done with that we forget that we really haven't set ourselves up with a system that can help us cope with achieving that thing itself and the reason i say this is energy draining is because in achieving your telic goals which are usually externally rooted you're going to keep giving energy you're going to keep trying and like keep putting in effort to achieve something which is great but not without like i mentioned receiving at the same time and also filling up your cup simultaneously and i think that having atelic goals that maybe short term goals maybe not be as structured and not have an endpoint and just goals that you can use to track your internal sources of happiness and instinct and trust could be really helpful in making sure that your progress is more sustained and that you're continuously keeping that tap of receiving energy on for yourself the second explanation um may not click with you right away but i want you to stick with me and that is that if your cup is constantly running low or if it's low right now it might be that you have poor spiritual health and i don't mean you need to pray every day or like be religious suddenly no absolutely not your faith is what you explore and how you want to explore it at your own time and that's a personal choice but what i mean by spiritual health is when you have when you live a life that's rooted in the sense of purpose that's aimed at you eventually achieving a sense of self actualization where you yourself are at peace with the way life is or external circumstances are regardless of how much control you can exercise over these things in your life so a little bit woo woo for some of us which is totally okay but i do think that your spiritual health is such a big indicator of how you're feeling on a more emotional and mental level and the reason i say this is because when you think about it um 
a lot of how I really think about life is one, what you focus on expands, but two, you are your thoughts and your thoughts become your reality. And I say this because oftentimes we forget that the reality we live in is just a reflection of our thoughts. And what you experience is essentially just like a mirror of what's going on inside your little brain and like the thoughts that you have whether that's on your in your conscious or subconscious mind when you have certain mindsets or a way in which your brain is wired um you as a creature of habit as all of us are tend to look for patterns that will confirm that will confirm existing biases that you have in your mind right now and that's exactly what confirmation bias is right so if you're living in a really poor mental state where you live out of a lot of fear, you're living with a lot of anger, just like a lot of negative emotion, then in your reality, even if physically things are fine, you're going to magnify the smallest and teeniest of inconveniences and make them larger than life. Or even when things are positive, you're just going to look for the negative. In the scenario that things in your actual physical reality are already negative, then having such a negative mindset is just going to amplify those feelings of negativity that you're feeling. A good example of this is, let's say everything is perfectly rosy in my physical life. Like someone could look outside in at my life and say, she has everything she wants. She has a perfect job, friends, all of this stuff, right? But if I think I live with a lot of anger or jealousy or comparison or all of these like low vibrational thoughts, right? All of this to say, um, the more negative you are, the more negative you perceive. And being in a state of negativity and anger is honestly exhausting, which is why a lot of people talk about forgiving, right? Because forgiveness is the first step to also letting go of anger and being angry itself or having negative emotions like fear or like anxiety or whatever it is it's very energy consuming and it's energy draining that's an energy taker um all of this to say i think the second you monitor your spiritual health a little bit and focus a little bit more about on correcting mindsets i think that's super helpful to not just maybe see why you may have a low cup but also maybe start taking steps to actually fixing it anyways true to all of my episode um structures now that we've discussed what the problem is and why it exists let me tell you some things to maybe help you out a little i got you i got you um because i'm very much on this healing journey and there's things that have really truly helped me fill up my cup and and just feel more fulfilled so okay here we go the most helpful thing that's that changed my journey that I that I did because of my friend um was I had a healing day so healing days are not going to be a thing and we're always going to talk about them so welcome to your healing day um a healing day is a day where you recognize that while healing is a process and not a day it's that one day where you can unabashedly just put your life on pause and take the time to feel everything this can be a weekend it can be a weekday whatever you want or it doesn't even have to be a whole day if you don't have the time you can just like maybe take out two hours of your day to do nothing but just this and it honestly changed the way i thought like even talking about it is making me feel lighter because that day genuinely was the best day i've had in the last two weeks i would say but a healing day is essentially this You wake up without setting an alarm, without your phone. It was the one day where you don't talk to anyone you know. No, you take a complete social media cleanse. You completely like let people know that, hey, like for this one day, I'm going to be completely unavailable. 
and then you just exist with your own company and presence don't go on social media just don't figure out what it's like to really just be with yourself get off your phone get off your freaking phone go take a walk go hang out with friends like get off instagram tiktok and also also even if you maybe don't want to take a break at least stop using social media an hour and a half before you go to bed and i say this because social media is device to make you feel like you lack something or that you want something or that um you compare yourself to others um and that's just a very exhausting space to be in because you always just feel like you don't have something the more you see other people online I truly think that we weren't meant like you as humans like we're social animals but we weren't meant to know what 5 million people are doing at one moment every single second of every single day. I think it's honestly a lot of overstimulation and sometimes taking that out of the picture really really helps in filling up your cup because you're not putting you're not expending a lot of energy on focusing on what other people are doing and you can really take that energy back um for yourself. So that's the first thing I would do. The second thing I would do is listen to your body and catch your thoughts. Is because I think a fault in healing is that we try to be we try to be very by the book about it. Like sometimes you just have to do what your body wants to do. So sure a lot of people tell you to go work out when you're having like this glow up slash healing day, but maybe your body wants to stay in bed for an extra hour and eat chocolate or like watch a movie whatever it is listen to your body prioritize your body because the more you listen to your body instead of go against it the more you're going to clean the clutter in your brain the more your mind is going to be in a space where it's actually calmer and that's going to let you listen to your thoughts so you listen to your body you do what feels right and then you catch what those thoughts are what those like fleeting moments of negativity or positivity are things that make you tick things that maybe seem like triggers to you and then the third step to that is write everything down the most important part of healing is that you're going to realize healing is not something that happens overnight it's a process but also the most rewarding part of the healing itself is noticing that you did it. So write everything down not just so that you can process it, but also so that a month from now, a week from now, a day from now, if you ever want to read back to what mindset you were on, you can actually see how much progress you're making and you can celebrate that because healing is also about celebrating. If you don't know where to start with writing things down, I would say it's fun to just write like a story. Like if you had an experience that was not the best and you notice that maybe that's something that's keeping your energy low, write it down. Write down I went through this and this is what happened and this is what they said and then this is what I did. And this is a tip that my best friend gave me but honestly, true to god, works because the second I started just writing down a story, the feelings eventually just came to the surface and started coming out on paper as well. So I would listen to your body, catch those thoughts that you have and then write it down. And eventually you'll notice that all of those negative thoughts once they're out of the way, done with it, you're going to start writing down the good stuff. You're going to start writing positives down. And at that moment, I want you to start writing things that you're grateful for. I know gratitude can be a very exhausting, also activity, but I think that it's those it's the kind of exhausting activity that you know is going to pay off the more you pay attention to it. So make a little list and write some things down that you're grateful for. The point is to just like get rid of all the gunk in your head and move on. That's the point of filling up your. because right now it's not just that your cup is empty it's also that it's full of dirt and gunk that you need to clean out that you need to clean out before you fill the cup with water again 
You feel? So really just take a whole day to sit in whatever you're feeling and write down maybe even things that you think are going to help you get better. Whether that's identifying things that make you happy, whether that's doing things that you used to love. Like I spend an hour listening to Taylor Swift music and just like drawing with no other simulation, no other like TV show or anything. And it was just the funnest time I spent with myself because I realized that I stopped doing a lot of that because of work. Point is, take a day to yourself to process everything and have a little healing day. And I promise it will work. Anyways, with that, as always, I hope this episode made you feel like a breath of fresh air, a little lighter, maybe you can breathe better, maybe your head is a little clearer, or if anything, I just hope this was like a good 20 minutes for you to relax and just do anything else you were doing, whether that was a walk or a workout or you know, in your car driving to work. But regardless, thank you for spending your time with me today. And if you would like to, I would really appreciate if you could support the podcast. Go leave a rating on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Um, Tell me what you think about the show. And also tell me what episodes you want to hear next because I would love to hear from you. But I will see you guys very soon.